0: Are we in?
1: We're in. Yo,
0: I'm a still like kind of effervescently completely overwhelmed right now, and I actually have a lot of stuff to get to today in talking with you.
1: I also, for the first time in a while, opened up questions to Twitter. Whoa! And I glanced at my Twitter, and it was a lot. It's a lot. And that's why we
0: usually keep that exclusive to Patreon, to the people at Weekend You can find us on Patreon, Weekend at Effie's. This has been, Peter, such a refreshing period in my life but i have to i'm going to you my spiritual advisor to say when i have this much time off how do i get my
1: brain to slow down it's not a bad thing necessarily you texted me on sunday to get like podcast plans together and i was a little surprised
0: yeah i'm usually waiting for you to contact me and that's i mean partially it's because i'm a I'm trying to get out of my narcissism, but also it has benefited me greatly in many aspects of my life. Uh, but also I want to be, um, gung ho about the things I'm doing. I feel a renewed spirit towards the the art I'm putting out in the world and who it's for. Um, but yeah, having literally three weekends off, which ends up being almost a whole month of time where I'm not wrestling. It has been a financial strain a little bit, but that's because of it's my own fault. And can I say something Peter? He doesn't he's not going to listen to this on the Patreon and he's probably not going to listen to it until much later because Friday is my partner AJ Benny uh sweet sweetums we call mm-hmm. him. It's his birthday. And I got him a ring. And I'm proposing on Friday. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And he totally doesn't expect it. Oh fuck. And I keep like he's very insistent on searching the house for Like, I'm sorry, I just got
1: so fucking congratulations. We're very excited. It's been almost
0: seven years we've been together. He's been with me. I made him move to Florida. I mean, he came to Florida by his own volition. He made me get out of Florida, and now we're here in Atlanta. We have two dogs. We have a, a family brought together from the streets, as I like to say. Bebop found on a highway by one of our friends and then ended up with us, who is just an absolute gentleman. He said he would gladly do the ring down the aisle. Uh, as long as Cranberry, our older street girl, gets to be the flower girl, yeah, which she is. She's a, Her new favorite thing is when I ask her what she is, she'll look at me, and then I say, you're a princess, aren't you? And then she'll start licking my face, and I really am into that. I'm into our family unit. I'm into the time that we've gotten to spend at home. I've also been into explaining to him in small chunks, like... Baby, I'm having so much fun with you. This is so exciting for us to have time off together to go to the mountains, to go hiking, to go to the movies, whatever we're doing, for his birthday party even. Uh, But the rest of the year, I am returning to being Effie full fucking time. And I think coming out of 2022 and into 2023, if I had not taken this break, I would have never processed everything. I'm coming out of one of the strangest years as a professional wrestler in my in my job side of things that anyone's ever had. I would stand by that. It's one of the strangest years anyone's ever had. Anyone stranger, it's probably a year Joey Janella had. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get into the details. You all know the details if you're here. But now being home and having this time and uh, looking at the greater picture of how much we've learned from each other, it's time to propose. It's time to get it done. And sadly... It won't affect our taxes until next year because we have these conversations. We're very you've heard us talk, Peter. We're it, the way we talk on this show is the way we talk, and that's that's who we are. Matt Justice came over for that first time and he said, This is so overwhelming, you have to give me a second. And I was like, What do you mean? And he's like, the banter between you two is the most intense, crazy back and forth thing I've ever heard. And that's like, not that he told me and I knew that, but like hearing the way we communicate and the way we understand each other and the way we help each other through pitfalls. I'm ready. That's my boy.
1: It's, I, so I did a really silly thing the other day and I wanted to look at, cause I'm pretty sure I know what sign AJ is on like his actual chart. Yeah. And I placed y'all's charts together and I just like squealed for 10 minutes because it was the cutest thing I'd ever seen.
0: I've, I've never had that much patience with someone and no one's ever had that much patience with me. And I think that's like as corny as it sounds. It's magic, and listen, if you guys are listening to this right when it comes out, I probably have not done it yet, and I'm probably going to have to... we need to delay
1: it a time? No,
0: no, bit? no, 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 He's not going to find this. He doesn't... Yeah. He acts like he listens to the podcast, but I want to find out if he actually does. I don't think he does, and I don't think he's like sitting at home while I'm there going, like, it just dropped. I got to be on it. I think if he does go back and listen to this at another time, he'll be uh, excited and surprised. But I think I'm going to have to propose twice, Peter, and here's why. I think I have to do a... Proposal at home that is private between us. Yeah. But if I don't propose to him at the rooftop Mexican restaurant Friday night for his actual birthday dinner in front of his you know people, he'll be disappointed. So we'll yeah. probably have to like set up a scene, do a little improv, make it a moment. I want to see if he can do those tears like in Babylon. Can I get can I get two tears? Can I get one tear and then the tears? He can do it. I know he can do it. So that's so what's Friday. Going it's on. happening. Friday. It's happening on his birthday, which a lot of people would be like, "Why would you do that?" I have. I have gone in and done the research. This is he would prefer this. And he's even getting a little mopey because he doesn't think it's happening. And I keep being like, one of your birthday presents got delayed, which it did. And you know, like, oh, one of your birthday presents is this. He can't get this until then. But also, I hid this ring under the sink, but I tricked him into thinking I forgot where I hid it. And he helped me reorganize the whole stream room. And I know the only reason he did it is because he thought he could find gifts. Oh, he didn't find those gifts.
1: That's They're in so the sink. Funny.
0: Yeah, oh but God. I have had to have a few moments where like not the biggest gifts, but I'll be like, "Can you just not investigate everything, Sherlock yeah. Holmes?" Like he he's an investigator. He enjoys it. He likes to find out what's going on. Can you not for once? And he's like, "No, I can't not for once. I'm going to
1: look." Uh, it's, uh, the fact that you're doing it on his birthday is like, I, I know you didn't do this on purpose, <laughs> but, uh, every year on your birthday and it's not technically your birthday, it'll be like slightly before, um, when the sun hits the same place that it was in your chart when you were born, that's the beginning of your solar return, which is your astrological birthday. Yeah, And so for the next 24 hours after that, is a mini reflecting pool of what the year is going to be. So you often have really interesting things happen on your birthday. If anyone has ever felt out of control, as in I've tried to make all these plans, but none of the plans went how I wanted on their birthday, that's because the universe is trying to... Push something in front of you,
0: Peter. I needed to push this
1: into the right direction, okay? and it's so it's fucking perfect that on his birthday you would propose to him as a sign of what is to come for the next year. And I love everything about this. It's gonna be beautiful. I also told you today,
0: and people who subscribe to our Patreon will get a bigger picture of uh, what we've been doing with kind of sharing our suggestions, defeating the algorithm through curation. Uh, oh, I got some
1: shit to talk about. On oh, cell, good,
0: so, please. Yeah. And don't let me talk over it you, might Peter. Shut mini, me down. might be the mini-sud that we talked about. That's fine. There. We can talk some shit. We can live our fantasy. Uh, but the... Uh, wh- what the fuck was I just saying, Peter? Uh, hold up, hold up. we were talking this.
1: about uh, stuff on suggestions, things to watch. Oh, curation,
0: yes. Okay, curation, so yes. since I went and saw Father John Misty uh, a day after I returned home from Japan... Since that day in October, I have not listened to Father John Misty, and today I craved it. And I will explain that in strange and... Uh Weird detail. Not detail, actually. Just in a few sentences on the Patreon. But that's just a little suggestion. We're doing bigger things here. I just pitched another idea that I think is a great idea that I'm not going to reveal on the main show here. Not that we're hiding anything from you, but like, you know, our Patreon people get a little bit of an upgrade on what they're getting. And these are physical items. I think it's going to be interesting. We'll see. Hold me to it. We're
1: also doing uh, a movie watch together with our friends, Movie John. Oh, Um, yeah. We did our first poll so essentially we had poll participation what we're doing is y'all get to vote and force us to watch a movie i've already seen the movie as soon as i saw it i was like you really want me to see the movie and i love this because you're still suggesting that i
0: watch atlanta which i'm not opposed to it but uh the energy that you give off when you really need someone else to watch something because you need to discuss it at a higher level it's beautiful (laughs) It's it's a magic thing and we're gonna keep we saw lydia today we did i haven't revealed this yet uh we just went on a Like a a friend date. And I didn't just go here to get content for the podcast, but it is going to be worth discussing. We went to the Center for Puppetry Arts and got to go to the Puppet Museum, which was one of the most magical experiences. I had never, in all my years of living here, I had never been. This place is five blocks from my house. Where, and I kid you not, they have all the coolest puppets you've ever seen, including... The most magnificent collection of Jim Henson memorabilia and history that I've ever been a part of. Before we even get there, there's another section which, not to be uh, discounted at all, takes you through literally the world history of puppets. You get to operate marionettes. Now, the only thing I'm going to suggest, and I did tag them in pictures of me with Bert and Ernie, and we can get into the picture you got tagged in because it was. Did you see it? I haven't looked yet. It's so good. You were glowing, and so is... Well, do you want to say who it was, who, who we saw there? Uh, we saw...
1: We well, saw, we saw everyone, but who did you get a picture with? I got a picture with Big Bird and uh, Oscar the Grouch. The plumage on Big Bird yes.
0: is so gorgeous in person. The the length of puppetry that we got to understand from all over the world, South America, Africa, the Lion King on Broadway, which is... Uh, Disney is that culture. Uh, as, as well as, like... The weird, strange things like Madame, and there was a Carol Channing. There was a Carol Channing puppet. There was a life size Carol Channing. It's unbelievable.
1: Uh, Ralph the dog. Uh, oh yeah. Bert and Ernie. Bert Rover. and Ernie really got me because those
0: are I referred to it in my post as the blueprint, and you said roommates, and I said partners, and God bless Bert and Ernie. And you you brought up the point of why why Ernie constantly. Is badgering Bert. And I think you fail to realize like that's how they dynamic as a couple. That's what they're into, you know? Yeah. We can't we won't get to the communication point, me and AJ, unless I track a little dog shit in the house, you know? You have to play your
1: saxophone at three in the morning.
0: He's my Bert. I'm definitely Ernie. I'm definitely playing my saxophone at three in
1: the morning and just looking like chaos. And Bert's going, Can you make the bed at least? (laughs) I love it, though. Uh, They seriously started off with a banger, though. Um, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, yeah. Before you even enter the full gallery. Yeah, like right there. It's
0: incredible uh, the length and breadth that puppets have been a part of our culture. And we sometimes, I think, overlook it a little bit. Yeah. Now, I will say there was one puppet missing that I was like, hope they figured this one out. And it's Charlie Kaufman's puppets from uh, Being John Malkovich. That's what I wanted to see. I want to see the marionettes that John Cusack used in being John Malkovich in those strange scenes. But I have to go back to this quote, Peter, that I've been hemming and hawing from my jaw since we saw it. Puppets are made, not born. Okay? Now, on a general level, I get it because you have to, you have to physically, physically make, make a puppet. Yeah. But if that's not the fucking life quote I'm about to enter my world in, baby puppets puppets are made not born you are not born a puppet darling you were made into a puppet and i'm sorry that that's your fate but ain't nobody putting hands inside me we did see um what from uh uh the basis of oz frank oz voiced a lot of those characters if you've seen the show oz that's about the life of frank oz you mentioned that yes 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 with christopher maloney This is a cruel joke. If you've never watched Oz, please Please, don't expect a story about the voice of Miss Piggy, Cookie Monster,
1: and Yoda. Um, All the Muppet Treasure Island shit really spoke to me. Like that, having that version of Miss Piggy instead of a different one, incredible.
0: It was beautiful. She is wearing those sails. It's a total two from me. That's the
1: sexiest (laughs) Miss Piggy has ever been.
0: Well, we saw a prototype of a Lady Gaga-esque Miss Piggy and also some stagecraft that Jim Henson had tried to put together that was uh, very It was very uh, similar to a lot of the current futuristic pop performances that we're getting with sort of a central round and a platform and odd outfits. It's, I need to uh, read
1: the quote that was on his desk. Um, oh, the quote on his desk was magic. Oh, this photo is not going to do it.
0: You can't tell with the photo. Do you remember what it was? I
1: have, I have an imagination that flows like lava from a psychedelic volcano. Yes, there we go. Say it one more time. I have, I an have imma- an
0: imagination that flows like lava from a psychedelic volcano. Just on a plaque. On this his is desk. on a plaque on his desk, like you'd have assistant manager. Hold on, I have to send this text real quick.
1: Well, real quick, let me interrupt this to talk about something slightly more serious, um, that I do think is really important. So, uh, myself and well, I'm not going to include myself. This is more his thing. One of the listeners of the podcast Kip, um, uh, here in Atlanta, I don't know if y'all are aware of the cop city thing that is happening at the moment. Um, but we are doing a, um, little charity movie night where we are showing, uh, Tortuga's favorite movie. Um, and so that is going to be on Friday, February 24th at 6 p.m um, at the hang on. Wait, this is like a real event. This is a real event. Yeah, we like pulled I'm this obsessed together. with you.
0: I'm obsessed with you, my activist. I will be in New Jersey fighting Connor Claxton that night in a death match. Uh, but this sounds much more pleasant if I was there instead.
1: Uh, Little Five Points Community Center.
0: That is awesome. At the Little Five Points Community Center here in Atlanta, protect the forest, stop Cop City. Uh, 13 times the protester was shot by police officers. 18, 18 times? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, we don't need more training facilities for cops. We don't need more training for cops. It's, we it's, don't need more cops.
1: On, on another level, the place where they're putting it is creepy as shit because it used to be the biggest prison in Atlanta before it was shut down. Um, when I was in high school, we used to drive up here and break into the prison doing some urban exploring.
0: Urban exploring and is fun because usually you're not coming with a, with a tone of destruction.
1: Yeah. But like it, you, the vibe in there, not, it was, it's yeah, just, I don't think it's going to make the cops better at de-escalating. <sighs> no, or building a stronger um, community. So trust. I'm a, there's going to be a flyer soon. I'm going to post all this on my Twitter. Awesome. And I'll put it over on mine too. We'll make everything.
0: sure. If you want to come, do you get out there? I think we should let those, uh, all the people in our world, but I think those Lucid boys have a good reach too, and they've been doing some movie nights that have gone successfully, so we might reach out to them as well. I got to go see Betts this week. Chat wasn't there. Uh, Lucid FC has taken care of me. They are our presenting sponsor this week because they gave me a bunch of cool clothes. If you want to check out Lucid FC, do it. I wear a lot of their stuff. I'm wearing one of their hats right now. And uh, they've kept me looking stylish, although today they've helped me look like a camp counselor. And this is something I can feel in my bones, Peter, and it makes me excited that you're out there doing events and things because it makes me feel like spring has sprung. It makes me feel like we're in this kind of new vibration where, you know, summer and spring, Effie is the most powerful Effie of all Effies, okay? Even fall Effie gets a little bit of the power left over, but winter Effie, this is the weakest of all Effies. And now I feel like I've put my Chacos back on, like a good little lesbian. I'm wearing my little shorts. My legs are hairy, like Joe Biden said. And I have a scruffulous beard, and I'm at the Puppet Museum, just walking around like a camp counselor. Could you ask for anything more joyous than the beautiful weather that we're getting here in Atlanta now? It it's was cold incredible. for a minute.
1: It was. It really was.
0: And I went to all the winter places you can go, including, you know, Montreal and New York and Chicago and Minneapolis and Fargo, all these cold places, Boston, cold as fuck. But the cold that you feel in Atlanta when you're not expecting it, there's mm. something about the humidity here and something that gets you messed up. It just feels colder. I don't know what it is.
1: L- Lucy just gives up in the middle of walks now. Oh, she's just had it.
0: Yeah, I get the look. The problem is. Bebop is so furry and dense, and he's a little snowboy, but Cranberry is basically naked, and so if she's not wearing her little coat or her little sweater and it's under 40 degrees, we are going to have trouble getting her to poop at a proper time. Yeah. Sorry to let you know she does poop. That's I can confirm that I've never done it, but you know, it's normal for her.
1: We've debunked this already. What? There's evidence on the podcast. I don't if you know poop. if that's true.
0: I don't I think we should go you know, they've been deep faking voices now. I'm a little worried. What are we gonna be voicing?
1: If they get enough of the footage of us talking, Peter, they could replicate our voices. That you know, I like that you brought that up because that's been something that's been on my heart lately. Yeah. Y'all, if you can't prove that they're an actual person Probably don't follow them. Yeah, this is a good thing. How do we prove we're actual people? Like here? it's so the the biggest tip off is hands and feet. If right. you can't see the person's hands and feet, they might not because be that's all. the hardest thing to replicate. It's the hardest thing to replicate. Now I they follow an account pull it off
0: yet. that is another type of AI software that fascinates me, and it's uh, these people don't exist. Have you heard of this account? Yeah. Have we discussed this on here before? We might have probably, but it is frightening to see exactly. What they can do to create a one of one face that doesn't exist. Yeah. Puppets are made, not born. Like these are
1: puppets on the highest scale. You need an email address, one of those photos, which are really easy to make, right? And, you know, Chat GPT or whatever the fuck it is. And like you're rolling. Chat GPT, we're over it. Let me just
0: tell you this if this is what leads to us, uh, taking the art and the expression of humans in a higher-platformed way because art can now be replicated by computers that have no true thought. They say, oh, it's thinking. It's not. It's processing. But uh, to exist is to exist. And also in the suggestions, I had some thoughts about Empire of Light this week, which I really didn't want to like. And I uh, I didn't need to like it. But what it led to, which was watching the Peter Sellers film Being There, Really fucked my whole world up, and what a beautiful fucking moment. It ended up being a six-hour film day watching them back-to-back, but God bless. And Olivia Colman, my God, just, I don't care what she's talking about or what she's doing. That, she can act her fucking ass off. I'm obsessed. The favorite is still up there for me. What a hoity fucking role. Okay, where were we at, Peter? We were in the puppet museum for a we second. We were in the puppet museum. We were activating and getting rid of Cop City, stop Cop City, protect our forests, protect Atlanta, protect the people of Atlanta. We saw somebody getting thrown on the ground, arrested on the way over yep. here. We so, also
1: saw maybe 18 cops eating uh, Philly cheesesteaks.
0: Yeah, they were all, every state patrol officer was parked at the most inconvenient cheesecake, cheesecake, cheese steak spot, mm-hmm. just cornered out. It is
1: delicious
0: oh, it's very good, but convincing AJ that that's what we should eat as a meal. He's like, this is a this is a treat. This isn't a real meal. And I was like, no, this is what I should have every
1: day, all the time. He narrowly avoided it because Will wanted to take me there for my birthday, and AJ got <laughs> pulled into that, but we went to Farm Burger instead. Let me tell
0: you where you don't take AJ for his birthday. The meat and cheese store. Uh, that boy has uh, a very refined palate, and it doesn't include sloppy meat and cheese most of the time. We did get an aged Gouda the other day. I can't go to Whole Foods anymore. I, he was like, let's go to Whole Foods. And I was like, okay. And we got like six things. And, you know, I'm broke.
1: <laughs> yeah. Go to Tr- Trader Joe's. I've rediscovered my love for Trader Joe's. Oh, I and love it's it. It's incredibly affordable. The only
0: problem is that parking lot for someone who's driving is a nightmare. Oh, see, I can walk there. I know. You've got the like beautiful nice path right by the belt yeah. line. You know, just yeah. a, an excellent spot for you. But I want to say this about Trader Joe's I've not found a better item in Trader Joe's than the organic carrot juice. There's nothing that refills me and gets me back on track and is such a sweet, delicate flavor. It's not the flavor you're expecting. A raw carrot juice is one of the densest, most powerful, tangy, sweet, but also calming flavors. And I think that the, the texture of this carrot juice is just pure. And I think that there's a magic to being able to slurp down nine carrots worth of juice at once. And it's only like $3. Which... I've learned recently, and we may have discussed this here before, I don't have any concept of price of anything. And just because I'm so constantly traveling that I just have to trust that the price is the price. And now I'm starting to look at prices. I went to Kroger, and I was like, oh, my God. This stuff that I just thought cost $14 does not cost $14. Like, you know, fancy chocolates. They had that for like $2.
1: So you're basically doing the... I am um... on airport prices, and it's ruining my life. (laughs) And I don't question it. How much could a frozen banana cost, Michael? $20? Uh, someone said that uh,
0: Taylor Swift was buying Chipotle for one of her fans and gave her $90. And that's sort of the brainscape. I can't live in that brainscape, though. She's got like a billion dollars. She's Taylor Swift. She can be like, $90? Yeah, that'll cover Chipotle. And it, you know, Is know, that why Beyonce tickets are so much? Just because she's like, I don't know. I need to have a real conversation with Miss Beyonce Knowles because I understand demand. I understand it is a high-priority event. But the fact that there was a real conversation in my house about purchasing very high up tickets for over $500 in a dome full of 50,000 people, I don't want to hear shit about how WrestleMania tickets are expensive ever again. WrestleMania 30, my floor seats were $275. they have gone up way since then. But we're talking about if you want to sit on the floor... You're paying more than our rent that we both share and combine together, which is not cheap, and I'm embarrassed to admit what I pay in rent. It's insane to me, and I think we're going to have a nice night in, and we're going to have our own Beyonce dance party if he doesn't get tickets tomorrow because he's trying and I can't stop him. And I'm not going like Lady Gaga, but I want him to go. But I don't want him to have to go alone, but I think he will. I think he's going to learn how much
1: fun it is to just go to events alone. He hasn't learned that yet. It's one of my favorite facts of life. I um, embarrassingly went to my first movie by myself the other day. Whoa! How was it? It was Infinity Pool. And? And I made someone leave because I was laughing so much. So like A plus success. <laughs>
0: the guy who was in Infinity Pool with me when I went to see it was also laughing the whole time. But so was I. And I was
1: like, I'm so glad we're reading this in yeah. this way because yeah. it is fucking hilarious. I I chose my seat. I was like, fuck you. And it was in front of someone. I didn't realize it. I wouldn't have done it if. Um, no, but like it's a but, good view. It's a view. Yeah, it was. Thing. It was. I wasn't gonna move once they sat directly. I'm behind not sitting me. on the aisle. And um, around the time that Sarsgaard comes, um, I was just giggling too much to myself, and everything after that, and I did not see him <laughs> for the rest of the movie. There
0: were. It was. There were some heavy. And Mia Goth has just held some films this year. And I know she's a weird little Harlequin doll from 1821. I never
1: felt more insane watching a movie than when she pulls the bus over and it's pointing the gun, and everyone's just smiling.
0: Yo, the it, oh, it was, that was heavy. And I'm saving this for the minisode, But speaking of movie theaters, uh, the, the, uh, what is it called? The drought. The drought is over. The drought is over. After vying to never go to a movie theater again with me. AJ has returned to theaters oh, and we did go see Knock at the Cabin.
1: Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So,
0: we can talk about that more on the mini show. Yeah. I'm excited to get into a bunch of films and stuff that I saw this week uh with you and hear your thoughts. Um, well, on more here's stuff.
1: uh here's a question from Patreon actually. Oh, what let's do you go. think about this um uh AMC restructuring the seats?
0: Let me just say something about my time at AMC. I pay for the unlimited pass, and it's not unlimited, but I can see three movies a week, and I also get to go in the gold standard Stubbs premiere line <laughs> to get my snacks, which means I'm called upon first. Which sometimes, just as a as a situation Wait, in they public, do that. Oh, yeah, brother. I skip the line every time.
1: They have TSA clear for for movie movies. Yeah, you you think I wouldn't get clear
0: for the movie? You're (laughs) kidding me. Now, most of the time, there's no one in line because I'll go see a movie in the middle of the day because I'm a fantasy person. Uh, But we went Sunday, and there was a big fucking line, and guess what I did? I walked right to the front of the line to where I'm supposed to go, and I got my drink, and it was free for AJ's birthday, and we walked away. I have earned so many weird rewards. I am treated like I have my SAG card at AMC, but they don't even know I have my SAG card. And I have had wonderful film experiences. Are they, you know, a part of a larger problem in cinema by changing the price structure? Yes. But if it's just being done to move consumers into their movie plan, I got no fucking problems because I'm in the movie plan. And yes, I do pay the additional $2 to be able to access the theaters in New Jersey and California because for some of us, we're there sometimes and I want to see a movie. You know what I mean? I was like, why would I pick this? When I was living in Florida, I was like, why would I ever need the movie? I need it. I need to be able to visit any AMC theater.
1: How much is it, just out of curiosity?
0: I believe that the regular pass is $23.95 a month, which means if you go see one IMAX movie at AMC, which is $18, and any other movie, maybe it is another IMAX movie, because it can be no additional fees. Guess what? It's already paid for itself. Mm. And as someone who goes, I mean, I'm pulling up my AMC thing it's the I'm, amount of freedom i have to do this
1: i'm thinking about it this year just because there's so many like i last night i did a rewatch on edge of tomorrow and it got me so fucking stoked for mission impossible coming out this year um, you're a big tom cruise really when am. you said though when you were like i think i saw my new favorite tom cruise movie I, for some reason in my head oh, I was i've sh- seen this movie at least 10 times i was
0: assured it was going to be cocktail.
1: No, I just, I, I moved it to the top of the list after watch. Like, I don't, I really don't think there's anything funnier than Tom Cruise dying like 5 million times over and over and
0: over. Just again. constantly over and over. <laughs> I will say I paid for the pass through the fall and I didn't go as much as I wanted, but from December 9th to, uh, February 15th or February 5th, we'll just say, you know, it's around about the two month full two month period. Uh, I saw Violent Night, I saw Babylon twice, I saw Megan, I saw Infinity Pool, and I saw Knock at the Cabin. If I'm doing the math on this, and I'm even averaging the ticket lower, look, that's you're talking about, I would have spent uh, $72 instead of $46. Yeah. Get out of here. And, and I get it's not for everyone, but I but love
1: going to the movies. I also, I want to do Oppenheimer and then Barbie immediately after. Are those the same day? That's the same day. Oh
0: sis, come on. Yeah. It's movie day. Because
1: doesn't that set like you break your heart with Oppenheimer and then you get restored with the magic of Barbie like Can I just say perfect. this?
0: The best, best things comes in 3. So I think we have to see 3 in a row that day. I What's don't know what third? else is coming out. It's probably going to be like DC Super What's, Pets 2 because there's minions a Minions 5 coming out. Now that is on the 21st of July if I'm not mistaken.
1: Um I believe so. <laughs> I want to
0: I want to find out. Let's let's see. Uh barbie oppenheimer release i think that will pull up a list for me july 21st yep. i'm glad i fucking know that um <laughs> i go to a lot of movies people i see a lot of trailers i love trailers i love movies i did not get to go see 80 for brady which made me very sad <gasps> What?
1: We can do Oppenheimer, Barbie, and then Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. I told
0: you the threes were in it, brother. We're having a big movie day. But uh, Order of Operations is going to be very delicate that day in how we set this up.
1: There's a Jamie Foxx, John Boyega movie coming out called They Clone Tyrone. What? That looks incredible. I haven't seen a trailer for this yet. I'm Um, very excited. John Boyega just did a
0: Colin Farrell type run in a, in a cell phone, got to hold the phone, phone booth kind really? of movie that I haven't seen either, but I love it. If you haven't seen Attack the Block, which was like John Boyega's oh big first start, and it's an alien invasion movie with like kids from fucking the 0121, like they all talk like uh, our good friends in the UK, Leon Scott and DeRese and Dan Maloney, and they're out there just like being being young teens kicking the ass of these crazy aliens that showed up and are just killing people it's incredible
1: it's Kiefer sutherland jamie Foxx, john boyega david allen greer oh i'm i'm a big david allen greer guy come on Uh, and it's it's is this the same day this comes out it's by the writer of space jam and new legacy come on Uh, he also wrote creed too just to you know completely be fair on that one well i mean they're pretty much the same movie yeah. Is
0: Creed two the one where his son gets kidnapped into I, the Warner Brothers universe? Or is probably. that I don't know. They said they're gonna do Creed four and I hope it's like Rocky Four where there's not actually like a boxing match at the Apex and he's just fighting a guy in the street and then his brother sings a song.
1: We haven't heard anything from that Rocky impersonator that wanted to school you on oh, two two two. <laughs>
0: amen rocky impersonators all around i took a picture of you in front of big bird right at one 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 yeah and we had to re-go around again so it was like we were forced out of the area because too many people were looking at big bird and then we were put into another zone um i'm finishing up this life of in the next couple days and weeks and i've got to sit down and like not sound crazy but i've got to kind of like explain where i'm at right now peter yeah you know because it's it's a strange place to be in and i feel an ultimate freedom and i'm about to jump back in it but also like i'm asking the question in a lot of ways now that the novelty has gone and i don't mean novelty as in like a novelty toy or a novelty treat but now that i there are not going to be many more firsts for me do you see what i'm saying in the way that the current indie wrestling world is structured. If you are measuring me against indie wrestlers, I've done a lot of the things is what I'm saying. And so as I expand who Effie is, who Taylor is and how I process art, I am more enthralled than I've ever been in creative and artistic output. I am more involved than I've ever been in kind of throwing the, the rules out the window of wrestling. I got really good at throwing the rules out, but also I could also play really well within the rules when I have to, but I'm going to throw the whole book out. Uh, The Queen Emperor has arrived, and we're going to get so weird with it. But I want this to not come off in a way where, like, if you don't know me, I guess people know me now if they're watching on IWTV. I'm just going to attack this thing. I just had to kind of process it with you to say, like, what the fuck is going on? What is left? What do we do? The novelty of checking the boxes, really. And there's a lot of wrestlers who I want to pull them aside and be like, hey, if you're doing this to just check some boxes, get out as quick as you can. Because your life could be literally altered at any point on a dramatic scale, if this is not like... If you don't wake up every day itchy to create the art and live in this weird performance artist, physical, beat-my-ass space, then it will kill you, and it will kill you quick. And I think I have to get away from it sometimes to not let it kill me, but also when I, when I put it on ice like I've been doing, it's festering in a beautiful way that isn't uh, draining of my physical form. So it's almost like the internal is running as fast as the external usually does, and I think I'm figuring out that when my external is going that fast, my internal can't do the same work. I can't multitask the uh, front of house and back of house at the same time. So back of house has had a real a real awakening over here. And also being removed from the situation, I have no emotions on it, and I've also been uh, handling my bookings a lot better if that makes any sense.
1: <laughs> Maybe?
0: I'm a little more selfish now, Peter. Okay. That's great. I know Everybody I've seen objectively on paper what I do to your show and I'm uh really owning the owning the thought process that you'll probably do anything to get me anyway. And not because I'm I have to brag that and trick you into thinking that, but because like you know, look at it. <laughs> look at it, Peter. I'm getting a new jacket too, but that's we are a few Ooh. weeks out on that. Hopefully it gets here by mania, but I have I'm doubtful. We'll see. New trunks, new jacket, nothing to – listen, this is not a departure, but this is – it's something that's going to be magic. We've had some big moments on this show so far. I don't know how much we really need to get into more. I'm returning to wrestling against Jimmy Lloyd, and you warned me that i got to be careful around sharp stuff, around fire, and we're having a Las Vegas death match.
1: Yeah. AJ – I've re, I forget, I was so I've gotten much better with certain things. Listen, keep trying it out and on me. I'm a great I guinea think pig because I was on the line of your chart being a day chart or a night chart, which determines whether or not Mars, which is responsible for cuts and burns, is better or worse for you. And I think you effectively have a night chart. Night meaning, chart, meaning that you get more because, like, one of the things that we've talked about is when you get. So when you have a night chart, Saturn will close stuff for you and say you're not going any further down this path. You need to find another way around. Whereas for day chart people, it's more like obstacles you can step over. And then you generally get like I, <laughs> I have a placement that Donald Trump has. Actually, it's not the same one. It's okay. Mars in the first house. He's a Leo. So it's way worse than his. I'm a Sagittarius. So Mars is calmed down a little bit there. But I have a night chart which means that I am less of an asshole than I could potentially could be. Trump has a day chart, which effectively makes him. He has become the whole. Yeah, exactly.
0: He is. He is the the leading hole in our nation. Man, there might be newer ones now. I don't know. They're kind of upgraded. It's sort of like when uh, the technology for the Harry Potter game comes out, like he's sort of the Harry Potter game, but there will be much darker uses of this technology down the line. You know, what a magic time. Uh, do we have any more questions that we, we do? Get we into? have lots of questions. I don't All of that was out. to
1: say, I think, worry a little bit less about cuts and burns
0: I'm gonna worry as much as I need to because I think there's gonna be a lot of weird deathmatch shit in this it's Jimmy Lloyd it's his birthday it's Las Vegas AJ saw the poster for it and he goes why are you doing this I go it's for Jimmy Lloyd's birthday and he goes I'm messaging him right now and AJ sent Jimmy Lloyd a message that said you better not disfigure my man in the Las Vegas deathmatch and Jimmy said I'll try my best I love that these streams cross and I was bragging about streams crossing on Twitch the other day I used to be in my head like you got to segment your worlds, yeah. you know. You know, there's a lot of weird code switching and different people and different stuff. But now that Jimmy and AJ are friends, it makes me think that anything is possible in this universe.
1: That's re- speaking of streams crossing, do you want to talk about the knock? <sighs> Yo. I'm saving that for the mini-sode. I got a
0: lot you, of calls. How about the... Is there
1: a question, though? No, the fake knock, as in um, when you thought I was at your door the other day. Oh, my
0: God. I was live on Beater and you messaged me, will you answer the knock? And I didn't even think about, like, oh, is he talking about this Dave Bautista film that I'm about to go see with just the most beautiful gay love story of all time? Uh, no, he wasn't at my door folks. I jumped up out of the seat. I opened the door. You weren't there. I was like, are you, are you at my house? I thought you needed to bring something by. I just didn't know. I didn't know Peter. And I did answer the door. (laughs) And then I had to, you know, relock the top and bottom because we keep our houses secure is what I'm told to do. But I forget a lot of times you can just walk into my house sometimes. And I'm trying to reduce the amount that happens to keep my future husband
1: um okay well this is we kind of already talked about this one that's funny we like answered every patreon question almost um i'm gonna read it anyway though uh this is from eric hey peter and effie first want to express how much this podcast means to me the combination of funny and deep conversations helps me through tough days and really gets me thinking about my life which leads to my question effie what was it like being off for three weeks what were you feeling and what type of emotions did it bring up I've been thinking about taking a mental health break from my job for some time and haven't found the courage to pull the trigger for various reasons. Thanks.
0: Okay, I'll say this. One thing that I love about it, there's lots of time of relaxation and joy and fun and family, but also I knew that this time is, I like, I've got to go deeper into some thinking. I've got to think through everything objectively. You know, like I'm going to do my taxes next week. It's a nightmare, Peter. Like it's the people, people are like, you should go here, go there. No one understands my taxes but me. I've done them with accountants before. I've done them with professionals, and then I go. I'm telling. I'm having to explain everything three times to them anyway for them to understand my industry. And then when I do, they're agreeing with me. And I'm going. If I just use this mind frame, I can do it. But you've got to think about like, it is. It is an insane thing to have to. Take this time off to find your joy and find your relaxation and rest your body and get back in the gym on a regular schedule and do things like that. But also like making sure my books are in order and making sure my schedule is what it needs to be and preparing myself for that. Don't run from the hard conversations. Don't force yourself to be relaxed. If you're sitting there and you're constantly thinking about something you need to be doing anyway, or you're thinking about something that needs to get done, that's part of this process for me too, is like, I'm off which means I can deal with all these things, cleaning out that room with his help because he wanted to find his presence, things like that where I haven't had the time to refresh and look at it. And you know, someone will be like, oh, are you going to update this on Twitch? Yeah, I am, but... When I'm on the road four days a weekend and I landed at 3.45 and I'm going to stream at 8 p.m., this is a choice I've made, as I've been reminded by my lovely partner. It is a choice I've made to say I'm streaming right at this time, but I don't have the time in between to be like, let me fix the sound alerts and get a new screen cap and update the emotes. It's difficult in that sense. And so this time off, there's nothing off really about it, but it's sort of like dealing with the backlog but in a peaceful, magical, on-my-own-schedule way, you know? If I'm thinking about something too much, and I've been doing this about Big A Brunch Booking, which, like, brings me more anxiety than it should like I'm as I've reflected on it I've gone like oh this is an unnatural amount of anxiety for this situation and I will explain it to myself out loud you know going like it is still just a wrestling show other people could have gay wrestling shows this is you are not responsible for everyone's career path and making sure everyone has a chance this time everyone will get their turn Um, it has brought me just so much mental stress and then also having to you know book things through other people. I still got to deal with this British brunch. And I say deal with, but it's like, this is stuff where if I was still running every weekend and living out of a suitcase back and forth, I would never have the mental time to sit down and calm myself out and then go, okay, let me deal with this one step at a time. I just wouldn't do it. So I say, take the break because what's bringing you mental anguish is probably stuff that you're not dealing with. And that can be emotional stuff that you need to check in. And that can be people you need to talk to, you know, friends you haven't seen in a while. All of these are these forms of rest that we need to kind of rejuvenate. And I feel literally like a completely different person than I did on January 22nd when I forced Rico Gonzalez to drive me home, basically, to Atlanta because my legs wouldn't work and I felt like I was insane. You need the break. Let me tell you this. The demon's very powerful from what I have learned and I just felt that through my fucking skin. Uh, But... The way to quell it and the way to control it is to make sure this person exists in a full capacity as well. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Obviously, I'm effie and I'm existing in this space right here for your entertainment to hear, but also like I'm here just talking to my friend. I'm not thinking about everybody listening. It's awesome that you do, it's very cool. But a lot of this is processing too. So this is necessary. And I think some of our best episodes have come when I haven't even had to worry about what I'm saying uh, about what I did over the weekend. I fucking slept in, Peter. That's what I did. I hiked through a mountain with my dogs, you know? That's magic. I saw a movie with my lover. He didn't leave this time. I didn't get lost. It's my fault my phone died, but, you know, if I would have gotten killed during Megan, it's just embarrassing. How'd Effie die? Uh, You know, his partner left because he said it felt a little sketchy in there, and he had to see the end of Megan like he couldn't figure it out, and, yeah, he was killed in an attack. That would just be—I can't—that's lame. Plus, I, it's, the eulogies would be too funny. You guys, it can be funny eulogies. It'll be 500 years from now, but, you know, they got to have a little tone to them, too, about how self-important I am. Come on. Peter, what do you got to add here? Uh, I have
1: a question for me. Oh, oh, should I ask it? Let's, y- come on. Yes, but you may be the one answering it. It's the one. The no, room. I'm not going to answer it.
0: <sighs> Peter, will you please come to Bamboozle Fest? Peter, I think you should come to Bamboozle Fest. I'd love to come to Bamboozle Let Fest. me I think I'm answering this, but I think uh I think we could make this work. I think okay. easily. I do want to say we'll figure it out. You know, one thing AJ's really been encouraging me with is uh he goes, like, yeah, people know who you are, but nobody knows who you are. And you ha- you can't just sit there and expect them to know who you are. And I don't want to find complacency in where I'm at. So I've been reaching out to more people and One of those reached back out to me, and it I'll tell you after the show, because I don't want to get into it, but it was, you know what I'm, Peter, did you already figure it out? Did I already send it across to you? I think so. Yeah, and it wasn't like a confirmation of anything or an invitation of anything, but it was like, it was a real correspondence, and it was the coolest thing that's happened to me in a long time, and it encouraged me to continue to reach out in these situations, and I was looking, and I said, you know... My my partner really loves Young Gravy, and so I said, hey, I DM'd Young Gravy, and I said, hey, Young Gravy, if you want to come put me through a table or something at Bamboozle Fest, we could probably make it happen, and we'll see what comes of that, but I think having your magical world around there could help us uh, tremendously in getting even more.
1: Uh, excellent. Uh, do you want to hop in? To we- <laughs> There's a lot of questions. Keep on. asking questions, man. Okay. Um, this is from our, one of our favorite human beings in the entire world, Jen. Love I, ya. I need to hear y'all discuss Ramdas This is, this is a whole episode. I
0: know. This is a complicated episode. This would be a three or four hour episode. Yeah. Let's, let's cater it this way. What's the cap on, on becoming your Ramdas? You know what I mean? Like, where's the, where, where can you... How many lives do you have to live before that's not really an option anymore? Do
1: you well, think
0: in the age of social media, Ramdas could exist?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, well, he was present because he only left us like two years ago. Well, but that was in a later stage. Am I correct? Y- yes. But I, the thing, the thing that is interesting, the thing that is most interesting to me about Ramdas is one, he killed guru culture. If you pay attention to everything that he talks about, he says it is not necessary to go to India. It is not necessary to find your guru. It will just happen when it is time for it to happen. (sighs) And the point of his guru was to be a reflecting mirror. He didn't talk to him. He sat there. He was the laughing guru. He would just reflect back at you. Like you would sit in front of this man and you would feel the presence of love from the universe radiating back at you that he would just make you cry and sitting with that and feeling it just, it, it does because the idea is that there are holy men in India who have moved so far down the path that there's only a thread connecting them back to their actual bodies. Like they are in that other place as far as you it's more like a
0: window than a yeah. And so
1: spending time with them is putting you through a process essentially and then Ramdas coming back and saying I'm no different than I ever I'm no less neurotic than I ever was I just have the skills to deal with my neurosis and so I think the thing that is most giving about him is the fact that he was imperfect and he made himself appear to be not perfect like there wasn't there was no pretense about him whatsoever it was just him trying to be in that place as much as possible and give that to other people and free you from the guru cycle, because it's not good to give your power to someone else when you can just do everything on your own. Anyway, Um, I don't know. I think he was an absolute gift.
0: Well, I think, yeah, that's a great way to look at it.
1: Like, I, I would not have been able to come down from the highs of psychedelics that can be misleading when you go too far into that world if it was not for discovering Be Here Now and having a context to frame my experience and the rest of reality. It's like, I, I definitely yeah, if, was if on If you've the, never done a
0: Be Here Now exploration, Just sit jump down with in. that
1: book. It is beautiful. It's an activity. It is. It's it not really a book. Is. That's an activity. The, the thing that I love about that book, and this is one of the things where when I met you and looked at your bookshelf, I was like, this, Taylor, is the real fucking deal. <laughs> you have to break Be Here Now to read it there is stuff in the margins that yes. you cannot physically read unless you break open the spine of the book. So you can tell if yeah, it's just... Yeah, it couldn't just, exist in a hardcover. No, no. Yeah. It So you can tell if someone's read it or not. Yeah. And actually investigate it. If they've the been in day. there. And I saw your copy and I was like, this motherfucker has read me here I'll now. I'll dig into
0: Listen, if you want me to break some shit, I can do that for you in a magical way that leads to enlightenment. I'm happy to have it. Um, I just want to bring up... I know we've discussed him here before... If he killed guru culture, then what's up with Bracho the Gazer?
1: <sighs> that guy. Come I mean, on, that dude. Not a, that That's a darkness. Not, uh, uh, uh. <sighs> There's a, I have a, they, they are not open enough. I don't, in my opinion, but there is a podcast called Ono oh Ross and Carrie where they join cults. Whoa. They joined Scientology. It's, it was fucking fascinating. Uh, but they, they joined Bracho. <laughs> oh man. You know, Bratto made my arthritis pain go away
0: with just his gaze for a brief time. I'm gonna go use the restroom real quick. Okay. G up some more questions. This is good. This is good content, Peter. You know, content and content are the same word. Ooh. Do you know
1: anything about Alex Jones text messages?
0: No. What was he was he texting the gay frogs now? This
1: is a real scandal. Uh okay. Something happened with Alex Jones. I don't know if I—I I haven't seen this yet. Um, There's only one thing I
0: want to happen to Alex Jones. Yeah, and it's that he's redeemed by Jeep. G- no, I'm just kidding. That's not. That's not it.
1: I need a too long. Is this about the cat this. dying? I need to just read them for myself instead of someone's take on it. Uh, Dead Boy Gay? I don't... uh, Let's... We're going
0: to put a pin in that one. We'll put a pin in that one. I I Just make sure you keep draining
1: him of all resources. Yeah. Drain him away. Uh, Weirdest thing you've seen at a punk show. This is from uh, (laughs) Ref Clark Feldman
0: weirdest thing i've seen at a punk show Mm -hmm. i wish it was shitting on the stage at a turnstile show i wish in my whole heart that i was there to see that man poop on the stage at the turnstile show but it still is uh and it's a punk show because this was there was like a post hardcore punk band releasing their album and this other band was on there we've talked about this before the grave robber beans it's still the weirdest have we we've talked about the grave robber beans where the christian version of guar made that girl eat a whole can of beans while they played a speed metal song (sighs) hang on okay have we not talked about this no. All right. Uh, there's. I'm telling you, we have to. The Grave Robber Beans. We haven't talked about the Grave Robber no. Beans. This is one of the greatest experiences of my life. Shout out to my good friend Walter, who was at this show, I believe, playing this show as well. Um, our friends' man was dropping a record, and this venue was like kind of a no, n- uh, a notoriously Christian-run venue. Okay. And so you couldn't like curse or anything, but you know, punk fans were still playing. You don't know what anybody's saying when they're going. <inaudible> yeah. You don't. Nobody knows. You know, pain. This was in South Carolina. South Carolina, okay. in Greenville.
1: Because we also had a venue here that you couldn't curse at. Okay, I love that. Uh, I love it, was, it. It was in an old movie theater, and so the whole thing like sloped down. Yeah. So, so the pit like, people was people like, in the back. Oh! The pit was like. Were people jumping off the chairs? No, well, the, there's no flat surface, so oh. everyone's on an incline.
0: Oh, so they had like taken the seats yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh goodness gracious, yeah, 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 that's not. And smart. you weren't allowed to curse. Okay. Well, you know, I get it. Well. Okay, so this Shout out the
1: Seven venue in Douglasville, Georgia.
0: Whoa, hold up. Hold up. I've been to that venue. (laughs) I believe it. Okay. I'm gonna So they are playing Maine, but this band is also added to the show because they're on tour and they're of a Christian nature. Okay. And the band is called Grave Robber. And they are basically Christian Guar, like they have songs about getting reanimated and, like, the savior. And there's also, like, five really hardcore grave robber fans who have come to the show. One of them has a sickle. The band has taken up so much space on the stage with their graveyard accessories and giant costumes and a skull drum set. And then they start playing just, like, Christian power metal. That's like, whoa, he is risen to the sky now. Like, real heavy, wild. But they stop in the middle of the song like the set and he says, Who wants to win a grave robber t-shirt? And this girl like starts going apeshit jumping around and they said she will have to come on stage. And then they presented her with a full can of baked beans. And they said, If <laughs> I've never seen you Elon- laugh. These are men in costumes like Quar Preaching about Jesus And they said If she can eat all of the beans By the time we finish this next song She will win a t-shirt And I remember looking over at my friends and going There's no way this girl's gonna eat all these beans It's It's a whole can of beans Family style Bushes make beans (laughs) <laughs> and they start playing. <laughs> and she starts slurping up the beans <laughs> fast as she can. <laughs> Power metal songs <laughs> are not very long. Yeah. So she knows this. And she's a Grave Robber fan. And she she knows she only has two minutes and 20 seconds to eat all these beans. And she just scarfs all these beans down. And then the sh- the show... <laughs> The song ends, and she has finished the beans, and she's covered in beans, and they give her a shirt, and she goes back in the crowd, and then they keep playing. The other band, they couldn't get their equipment off stage in time, and there was a sound ordinance, so the other band releasing their album just set up their shit on the floor and played while the Grave Robber set was behind them. It was... I hope that this comes across as ridiculous as it was. This is a real thing that happened. Did you look up this band? Yeah, I did. I did. It's still the most absurd rock and roll thing I've ever seen. Shout out Ruff Clark Feldman for asking. They me. look
1: like knockoff Slipknot. Yes. They look
0: like. But the music is more Guarr-esque too, because it's kind of that like powery, like anthem metal. It's it's a nightmare. I'm so proud of them. I wonder where those guys are. Their message got across, and I've never figured out what eating all those beans had to do with a risen reanimator.
1: Oh, sh- uh, so they're from Fort Wayne, Indiana?
0: Where Slipknot's from, right?
1: Um, um, potentially. I mean, but no, they're from Iowa. The reason I know Fort Wayne, Indiana is because that's where the biggest Christian missionary school in the country is. Because uh, I was set to go there. Uh, the, this sounds made up the CFO of Chick-fil-A was paying for my college and I dipped out. I bailed on the whole thing two weeks before I was supposed to go. Hey
0: man, you made the right choice, Peter. This is life. We didn't live everything everywhere all at once. You went down that, that threaded rabbit. Um, but you know, it taught you a lot along the way. I can imagine that they had a meeting there and they were like, all these kids love guar and slipknot. We got to get to them. Get that band in here, get them costumes and give them some cans of beans. What was your weirdest experience at a punk show, Peter? I, I Sorry, I just had a full that. breakdown. I cannot top that. I, that really just made me laugh harder than I've laughed all week.
1: Uh, um, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't have anything. Yeah, well, okay. The grave uh,
0: robber beans. That's uh,
1: Okay. <sighs> uh, this is from Steve. How about the fact that Conrad Thompson is out here saying that Jeff Jarrett killed your career on the latest episode of Jarrett's podcast?
0: Conrad said that. Let me just tell you something. My career has never been uh, better. I haven't wrestled in three weeks. I don't have to hear about Jeff Jarrett. I have my own action figure. Every week I see pictures from Dynamite of people I know having to deal with Jeff Jarrett. And I go, I know how this booking meeting went and nobody will stop him. And this is only going to go one way. Conrad can say whatever he needs to say about Effie. Uh, But Conrad didn't even come out to the show in his hometown when we came through, sold-out audience. Conrad didn't see the reaction I got in Montreal, Canada, or Charlotte, North Carolina, or any other place in this globe I go to. Conrad may not know that I'm going to Australia in a few weeks, right before I run the sixth Big Gay Brunch that I've run. Seventh, technically, if you count the Fight Forever block. And Conrad may not know that uh, I'm basically giving people careers out here. All you gotta do is step toe-to-toe and stand near Effie, and you're gonna get all your dreams to come true. So if that's a dead career, then by God, I feel like a fucking zombie or Dracula, because I'm still sucking blood and eating brains out here, motherfucker. Shout out, Conrad. I might need your help down the line.
1: Uh, okay, let's do let's do one more. One more. Uh, There's a lot of these we've done already. It's
0: okay, I answer a lot of things, as many as I can here.
1: Okay, here's a light one. Has there This is from Lane. Has there ever been a video game you thought you were going to hate playing but actually enjoyed?
0: Ooh, there's a lot that I thought I was going to enjoy, but then I hated. Um, I'm only thinking about ones where I was like, this is going to be fun, and then I'm like, this is not fun. Yeah. I need to think about some surprises. I will say this. I played three hours in a row on t- Twitch of Ali Ali World, which is free on PS Plus this week. It's a skateboarding game, but it's like a side-scroller skateboarding game that's really skill-based. And it was hard to get a hang of the controls, but I had so much fun wall-sliding and grinding and hitting all the half-pipes on Ali Ali World, which is like Adventure Time style, but they're all smoking weed, and you have to reach—are you ready for it? Narvana
1: yeah wow it's
0: very like spiritual skateboarding and i'm fully invested in it hilarious and they keep bringing up the constant theme of like are we allowed to skate here and they're like are people allowed here of course we can it's magic so that's my answer peter you have anything else uh any other favorite puppets
1: uh favorite puppets i really like the um There was that 10-headed puppet from the Ramayana that was really cool.
0: That thing was uh, entrancing, Mm -hmm. mesmerizing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I thought for a second it was all the different faces that you could change on the puppet, but it was just, that's the way the puppet, I imagine in motion it looks really insane, you know, as you're kind of just getting different views of it.
1: I just, I think about all the time what it must have been like to be in India like 2,000 years ago and... Those puppets are out, and, you know, of course, they figured out the exact lighting of everything in the temple, and you're watching the play happen. We're having no context for anything. Like, it's right. not like you've seen TV or... You don't have TikTok. Yeah, it's just the, the free mind being influenced by that has well, to be so fascinating.
0: And sort of the exclusivity of storytelling in that period where, like, you weren't getting books. You weren't getting shows you weren't getting any other content other than what was being presented to you in these live formats that everyone was taking in at once uh i really liked watching knock at the cabin in the theater because it felt like kind of that human group element we all don't know what the fuck's going on and i will constantly go towards that and i think as humans we do which is like what why are we all here at the same time when we have nothing in common and it's like to learn whatever's going on here what's going on it doesn't matter something something's going on here i gotta see